everyone and welcome back to another episode of hashtag BK talks too much and on this episode of quarantine talk we're discussing mental health did y'all know it was mental health awareness month that's right the month of May is mental health awareness month so sit back relax and as always let's get it popping falling above the rim no more sliding in DMs Hold out phone for my host. Hello, my old host, man, because we don't kick it no more. Go fair. What's up, you guys? And welcome back to another episode of hashtag BK Talks Too Much, the quarantine talk version. Um, on this episode, I want to talk to you guys about mental health awareness. And it is mental health awareness month currently. So it was very important that I touched on this topic and discuss mental health. Around the last part of April, maybe around like the 29th or the 30th of April, I started to experience a depression. And like many of us, we all go through depression. And I know with this quarantine, it's really those of us who have gone through depressions or have extreme anxiety like myself have been on a roller coaster ride during this quarantine time. <clears throat> so I just wanted to talk about it because depression is not fun. It sucks. And when you know you're going through it, it doesn't help it any more than what you already know. So when I was going through it, you know, I started to just want to stay in my bed. I didn't want to get out of my bed. I was just sleeping a lot. I ate like in the morning, but then I was just in the bed. I would wake up, use the bathroom, take a shower, back in the bed for the rest of the day. And this went on for a couple of days. I was just, I was really struggling. I was just like, you know, I don't even know why I'm going through this right now, but I'm going through it and it was just one of those things where I just had to go through it and then not really having anybody to talk to about it, not really having like a support system or like a best friend or somebody that you can be like, girl, I'm struggling makes it a lot worse. So I decided why not break down the stages of quarantine that some of us may have experienced, and I know I've definitely experienced it. I talked to like two people, and they have said that they also have experienced the quarantine blues. So the first stage of quarantine pression, we'll call it stage one, and that's the stage that we can get through. Everybody's like, oh yeah, quarantine is not going to be so bad. We're going to make it through. We're going to go, 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 go. 
this is the stage where you're like, okay, so this is what my day to day is going to be. I'm going to exercise at this time. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to eat breakfast at this time. How many calls do I have today? Um, I have this Zoom call. I have this conference call. I have this. I have that. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. That's stage one family check-ins, you have activities, you're prioritizing your life pretty much um, in that first stage. So in the first stage, it's just like you feel like you can get through anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, that first stage, you're like, okay, well, let me bake a cake. <laughs> let me make some brownies. You know, let me learn a new recipe. Let me paint a picture. Um, that first stage, you're just optimistic and you're ready to take on anything and everything. That's stage one. Stage two ties into stage one as far as the physical health aspect of it. When you're prioritizing everything in stage one, you have to prioritize stage two, which is keeping yourself physically fit. I know for me, prior to quarantine, I started to go to boxing and let me tell you, I miss my freaking boxing class. Okay. Like I was going every single day and I was getting it in pow, 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 pow. Um, but now with the quarantine, it's like, Ooh, when am I going to get back to my class? But the physical, so what I was doing was I was still doing a lot of the things that I can remember from boxing class, as far as my combinations, the running workouts that we were doing, the, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, weight training, you know, our circuits, whatever I could remember, I was doing that in addition to just doing my own little house, in-house in workout, in addition to um, making sure that I'm running every day, running every day. Um, I try to do anywhere between two to four miles a day, two miles up, two miles back, or a mile up, a mile back, a mile and a half, whatever the case is. I try to make sure at least four miles a day is somewhere, was somewhere intertwined um, with my physical, with my physical workout. And, um, you know, the old saying goes, when you looking good, you feeling good. So, you know, a girl was out here going to boxing and then she was still, she had energy up. So I'm still working out every day, working out every day. And your girl, she did lose 11 pounds. And I still got that 11 pounds down. But you know, when you get depressed and you don't want to do nothing, then you start eating, sleeping, or you're not eating, you're just sleeping. That, that weight can sneak back up on you. Now, I did. I hopped me on a scale to make sure that the 11 pounds that came back yet. The 11 pounds still gone. We're gonna try to keep that. And then we have stage three. Stage three is when you have, well, for me, my stage three was like, okay, I prioritized my work. I've prioritized my physical. Now I want to tap into my creativity, my creative side. Um, and as all of you know, I have a podcast, duh. Um, but with this time in quarantine, it has allowed me to kind of focus more on perfecting how I want to do it, interacting with 
uh, my audience better, planning and outlining more for my shows, for my broad, well, not my broadcast, but for my videos, just to kind of outline more. Stage three has allowed me to learn how to edit, to learn how to um, draw a little bit, <laughs> graphic design gets free hand, honey. Um, but it has allowed me to, you know, just tap into telling a story via film or telling a story via picture. And that is something that I really, really wanted to get better at during this time. I mean, my podcast has been there, but during this time has allowed me to do it more frequently. So I'm I'm definitely excited about that. You know, I've been able to focus on my YouTube channel, hashtag BK Talks Too Much, or you can just type BK Talks Too Much. But you know, it's just allowed me to just kind of be more focused on the creative part of me. The worst thing to be is a creative person and you don't have any outlet on how to get your creativity out. But then once you have the time to just actually sit down and focus on your creativity, then it's like, girl, you could do whatever you want to do. And I'll be like, you right, you right, you right. So then you have stage four. Um, stage four has stage one, two, and three all compiled into it. But in stage four, what I've noticed in talking to a few people is that, and even those who, like me, who don't necessarily have the family around you, what I've noticed is that on one end of it, in stage four, you start to get tired of the people that are around you because you're not used to being around them so often. And in talking to a few people, one of the things that irritated me the most was when there was individuals to say, I don't understand how you can be irritated with someone that you care about or someone that you love, girl. It's not that you're irritated about being around the person that you care for or being around the person that you love. It's an adjustment. Just like people at your job, there might be people at your job that you are cool with, that you adore, but once you leave work, you're not around those people anymore. So when you go back to work, it's like, Oh, I missed you. I ain't seen you. How you been? Oh, I'm going to catch you tomorrow. Whereas now, when you're home and you're with someone all day, every day, that that person might not be working. That person might have been laid off or furloughed from their job. Or you're working and they're working and then you got kids in the background. And they might be little kids that are not necessarily in school. Or then you might have school age kids that have just started, you know, going to school, one plus one equals two, A, B, C, D. So you got to do your schoolwork in addition to their schoolwork, in addition to working from home, 
in addition to trying to find some quiet time, in addition to cooking, in addition to cleaning, in addition to entertaining the kids, in addition to entertaining your spouse, then you just get overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. And then on the flip side of it, you have those individuals that in the beginning, they're like, yes, 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 this is going to be good. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Bah, bah, boom. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I'm six weeks into this and I'm here by myself. What the fuck? And those individuals begin to start looking at the walls like, okay, the walls are not really enclosing in on me. But if I don't get out this house, I'm going to lose it. If I don't see a person, I'm going to lose it. And, you know, FaceTime is one thing. Um, but if you don't have a regular circle of people that you FaceTime, or if you don't have a regular certain of people that you talk to every day to kind of keep the normal routine in your life, then it makes it a little difficult for you to get through this time because though you may be going out and seeing people and hanging out and having fun and all of that stuff, if you can't maintain that same behavior while in confinement, it's going to do something to you. And if you don't have someone in your life that you could talk to on a regular basis is going to do something to you. It's going to completely, absolutely drive you crazy. So once I have seen stage one through four, you are now experiencing stage five. And stage five is a combination of all of these things. Um, on the news, there have been a lot of reports of individuals that are now with their spouse 24 hours of the day. There's now domestic abuse where there wasn't domestic abuse before, whether it's on the spouse or the children or verbal abuse. There's now individuals that are like looking at their spouses like, why the fuck did I marry you? Because when I wasn't looking at your ass every day, this shit was way better. But now that I'm looking at you every fucking day, I'm just like, ooh, I can't be married to you no more. I was talking to one of my fellow podcasters, and they were telling me a story of one of their friends, maybe. I don't know if they're a friend. Um, but the story was that these two individuals were married. The wife now has realized that she really does not want to be married with her husband anymore. The, the husband had no idea that the wife really felt that way until one day she woke up and she was like, listen, sis. You and I, me and you, us, we can't do this anymore. And he was kind of taken aback because he really didn't understand. He thought they were good. He thought they were on the same page. But I guess with her having to actually be around him all the time and 
actually have to deal with his behaviors that she necessarily wasn't dealing with before because he was at work. He was going to work early, coming home late. She would see him sometimes, you know, have his meals or whatever. He would spend time with the kids. And then, you know, stuff just went how it went. But now that he's there and she's there, how it went. But now that he's there and she's there, she's just like, sis, this, this is not the move. This is not the look. And there's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of people waking up and be like, I can't. Like, I want a divorce. People are getting divorced because of quarantine, okay? Because they cannot get out and go to work. People are falling into a depression because they're not working, um, because they're unable to touch their loved ones, because they're solely the only person in the home by themselves. So with me, like the couple weeks ago when I was going through my, my depression, it was, I think it was like a Thursday night. I just finished recording and then I went to sleep and woke up the next morning and I was just in a funk. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'm just in a funk. It is what it is, I'll get out of the funk. Saturday came around and I could not get out of the bed. I didn't get up until maybe like one, two o'clock in the afternoon, took a shower, put on some clean clothes and I, sub I consciously said, I can't get back in this bed. So I took my covers and <laughs> laid on the floor. And I didn't get up off the floor until, I don't know, eight, nine o'clock. I was on the floor, I would sleep, I would wake up, look at the TV, turn the TV off, go back to sleep. I didn't eat anything. Sunday, the same thing. Monday, the same thing. And then Tuesday rolled around and I said to myself, I said, BK, you've been like this for the last four or five days. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you need to go outside. You need to get some fresh air and you need to do some physical activity. Now, there's a lot of people that it's not that easy for them. Um, some people might just say that I was just going through a, a, a you know, just temporary. And, you know, I might have been going through something temporary, but at that moment, I knew that there was something wrong because I could not get up out of my bed. I could not move. I was I was just there. You know what I'm saying? I just I literally was just there. Um but when I said to myself that Tuesday, girl, you got to get up. I was like, you right. I got to get up. I can't stay in this bed. I need to get it moving. So I did that, but you know, I, I was still feeling but I was able to make myself move around. And I think that was the most important part was that I made myself move around. I was like, listen, if you don't move around, you are truly and honestly going to be like this long-term versus short-term. But with every cause, there is an effect. And after I decided that I was going to move around, I was not able to sleep. My sleeping pattern since that I am sleeping, I'm not falling asleep till probably like three, sometimes four o'clock in the morning. 
And then I will wake up early because my dogs wake me up because they want to go for a walk, take them back out. And then I'm up all day and then I'm back to sleep for a few hours before the routine starts all over again. And you know, that has a lot to do with anxiety. So when they say, you know, hey, check up on your friends that um, you haven't heard from, it's true. Now, granted, this is just something that we're all going through right now. We do have to be mindful that mental health can lead to darker thoughts and darker feelings. A lot of people that go through mental health are not as equipped or as strong-willed as I am to kind of just push through it and figure it out. I know for me, I always say to myself, there is a bigger picture. There is something more that you can be doing. There is something else that you can be doing. Your story is not done, is not finished being written. There's more to be done. And the, the scary part about you know, mental health is that you never know with certain individuals. And that's, you know, that's the sad part about it is that you just really, truly, and honestly never know. Like, you just, you never know what someone is going through. And it's unfortunate that people always say that you never know what someone is going through, but you never know what people are going through. Um, especially if you're not in that person's life on a consistent basis, if you just show up to be nosy and be like, oh, hey, what are you doing? So you post something, you're okay? Like, that's not real concern, you know what I mean? Real concern is checking in on someone, talking to someone all the time. And when I say all the time, I don't necessarily mean all day, every day, but you know, once a week, once every two weeks, something that that person knows is a consistent. Even if it's once a month, if you talk to somebody once a month, that person that might be going through something in their brain is like, oh, well, I know that Shantavia, I'll talk to her next month because you know that's what we do once a month. I have something to look forward to. Uh, people with severe mental health issues sometimes feel like they might not have anything to look forward to. So that then defeats them a lot of the times. But someone like me that you have your depression where you sink into a deep, 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 deep low. And then you have your depression where you're moving, 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 moving. And I feel as though if I wasn't in quarantine when I experienced that moment of depression, I would have been like, all right, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get this done. I got to get that done. I got to move. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'd have been moving, moving, moving. And I, and to the naked eye, it would seem like I was fine because I was doing things. I was functioning, you know, I was, I was not just existing in the world, but I was actually contributing it to the world for what it may look like. But when I got home and I get under them covers, that's it. I'm under the covers. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, those are just some of the stages that i have experienced um there are stages that other people have experienced that i don't know and then it just kind of circles back around 
Because once I said to myself that day, listen, get it together, then I'm back to the to the high, you know, but I want to remain on high. Mental health therapy. Mental health therapy can be a number of different things. I know for me, my podcast has definitely been an outlet for me as far as dealing with emotions and feelings that I may have because I'm able to express them on a platform where some people may be able to use it, some people may not be able to use it, some people will listen and some people won't, but for me, it just helps get out my feelings and I'm able to hear what I was feeling at that moment. So definitely expressing myself via audio um, is definitely a major, a major help. Some people express their emotions through music. You know how when you be like, you know what, fuck him. I don't even fuck with that man no more. Fuck him. And then you might pull out what's the 411 or uh, share my world or marry. You know what I'm saying? You might pull those out because that's your emotions at the time. That's what you're feeling at the time, at the moment. At that time, you just like, this song, this song right here is going to get me through it. Um, some people paint. Painting is a, a therapeutic form also. Some people faint. Um, some people exercise. Some people get their little journal and they journal down. Um, they journal down their feelings. They might journal down a five-year plan. They might journal down their podcast episodes, but they're writing down whatever's on their mind at that moment so it doesn't remain in a box and then they're unable to get it out that teeny tiny box. So they write it down. You just got to find your thing, to be quite honest. With this, with this time, if you're going through anything and you know that physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, you are unequipped to handle whatever it is that you're going through right now, please, please, please reach out to the Mental Health Awareness Hotline. I'll drop the number down below and I'll leave the number in my description, but please reach out to the Mental Health Awareness Hotline. Your health insurance, call that 800 number because they can refer you to a, a therapist um, or you can ask your friend Google. You can ask Siri and say, hey girl, I need a therapist, find me one. Uh, with quarantine going on right now, there's a lot of people that are doing telecommunications. So, you know, just hone in and focus in on making sure that you are the best you for yourself so you can be here for the remainder of your time here. As we continue to heal from this devastation of the uh, COVID-19 the one thing I want you to remember is to make sure that you support and love on each and every one of your loved ones that you have. Um, just call them and tell them that you love them. Just call them and tell them that you're thinking about them. Or even if it's a drive-by, just go over and drive by and say, hey girl, how you doing? You know, just be that friend, be that sister, be that cousin be that mother, be that father, that aunt, that uncle, 
grandmother, grandfather, whoever you may be, whatever your title may be at this time, just be an extra support. You know, mental health is scary. And if you are someone that deals with depression and anxiety, depression or anxiety, um, have bipolar symptoms, or any other level of a mental health disorder, please make sure that you seek the help that you need. Please make sure that those around you are aware of the struggles that you are experiencing. And the number one thing of all things is don't be ashamed that you are experiencing these things. Because when you say something, somebody else will say something. And then someone else will say something. And then everyone that is experiencing what they're experiencing at that time will be able to get the required help that they need. So, with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed my little spiel for Mental Health Awareness Month. Please tune in each and every Monday for a new show at BK Talks the Number Too Much. Same hashtag, hashtag BK Talks Too Much. You can catch me on YouTube at BK Talks Too Much. So go ahead to your YouTube channel. You can hit the subscribe button. You can hit the like button and the follow button. And your girl will be there. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Yeah.